life that you did not create for yourself and now you're looking to leap from sitting back and letting life happen into you driving your own life to success. The path to a successful and wholesome life used to be a long and binding journey and usually someone else's, especially if you are a recent graduate or did not have any clue where to start. Hi and welcome to the Unique Podcast. I'm your host Anushka and in each episode of the Unique Podcast, we uncover what makes you you and we dive deep into topics that no one told you about. Each episode is defined and designed to help you identify who you are and show you who you want to become regardless of whose steps you've been following. Every week we invite fascinating impact-driven guests whether it be CEOs, coaches or world-renowned athletes who will provide you with science-based actionable strategies for greater productivity, certainty, fulfillment, success, healthy relationships, the art of change, and finding meaningful work. Are you ready to change your life? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of the NEQ podcast. I'm your host, Anushka. And just like always, I'm super grateful to have you back in here with me because you're what makes this podcast so special and so unique with your presence. Just like you, which means unique, (laughs) what we try to do here is to help you create a unique path for your life, which is true to your personal values and you're not following anyone else's dreams or goals. So in today's podcast episode, I wanted to talk about something which has been discussed before and is a topic that keeps coming up just because it's very relevant to our today's world and what we're currently experiencing. So In one of the previous episodes, I talked about social media, and it is a very highly discussed topic, which means that how social media is impacting our lives, how we use social media, how do we let it change our behavior, change our identity. So one thing about social media is it wouldn't exist without our smartphones, right? So let me talk about our phones for a second. And of course, social media is a big, big part of it as well. But you spend about four hours a day on your phone. So the average human being spends nothing less than a five to six hours. But let's say you're above average in terms of like the good average who spends less than five hours. So even at that, you spend four hours a day on your phone. So let's say I'm more, I'm less addicted than an average person. I spend two hours. Okay, if we're going to keep on putting averages down, let's say you spend two hours a day. Seven days a week, that is 30 days. So two hours, if you spend two hours a day, every single day on your phone, that means out of one year, you're losing 30 days. So a whole month spent on your phone, lost to your phone. So that means overall over your lifespan, you will be losing about five to six years of your life to your phone. What does that mean? What all could we have achieved during that time? Every single minute that we are spending on our smartphones could have very well been used to contribute to our growth or towards some sort of learning. But we spend it on our phones. Those six years of your lives, imagine people climb like um, the career ladders in about two years. So if you're on your phone six years imagine how many positions you could have changed how many jobs you could have done how many experiences you've got you could have gotten well but 
there are two sides to the story right so i do understand that of course it can be like you don't touch your phone at all and those six years are completely lost you might have done something productive with your phone but just imagine i'm just asking you to imagine what all you could have accomplished during that time and all the dreams that you could have made come true so even businesses could have started you could have had a startup of your own so like you are smart then how does your phone ensure that you forget about everything that's happening around you or because like you pick up your phone for a second and the next thing you know you have spent one hour on it i'm not going to exaggerate and say you've spent three hours on it four hours on it let's say you pick up your phone to check up just one notification bling and the next time you look at your phone you have spent one hour extra so how is it that you forget about everything that's happening around you in the world about your dreams and aspirations and instead you spend that time looking at dogs talking people falling food shining girls laughing boys drinking like that is what tiktok and all these different social medias are about and how does that have the power to take six years of your lives disappear into nothingness and if you're doing what i just described please realize that it is a trap because anything that's offered to us for free is a part of a bigger sales funnel everything around us is business from the cup you see for the coffee you're drinking from the stickers on your laptop from the shirt you're wearing from every single thing is a business and you are a customer so if you have a smartphone and you think you paid one time for it and all the applications on your smartphone are for free i would ask you to rethink that because as soon as we're using a product we are a customer and we are a part of someone's business funnel we are feeding a certain part of it so i'm not saying it's a bad business funnel it's not a complete trap per se but just acknowledging that we fit into a bigger puzzle that we are not just being offered some lovely service that entertains us and keeps us up to date with the world and allows us to stay up to date with the trends is for free everything that's being fed to us it has a purpose and it has its meaning and the reason why it's free to us quote unquote so the sooner you see it that way the sooner you will be able to get out of it because it's it's really that age where we could allow our smartphones to be smarter than us like they are able to control our day control our lives and we spend hours on it without even realizing what we have done so here the important part and how this relates to the podcast by the way is that doing what the 99% are doing which is spending 5 to 6 hours a day on your phone their time on social media does not help because it gives you images of what you think perfection looks like what they think perfection looks like in their mind to you which is funny because this is this is kind of a loop where everyone's trying to impress everyone else and everyone is trying to keep up with an image for someone else so this strong mentality where we're trying to be unique by having a really good looking personality on social media is exactly what's ruining our uniqueness so what will actually help you make unique 
is by stepping into that 1% who's able to look at the world from the fly on the wall kind of a perspective. You know, the 99% have an addiction to their phones and they do not call it addiction because it just seems like you're using a product that's been given to you for free. So when you spend five to six hours a day on your phone, let's say you're someone who's smarter than that, you spend three hours. Even if you're spending three hours, you still fall into that 99% of the population. So how to be unique is by stepping into that 1%, which is not measured by the amount of time you spend on your phone, but how much smarter are you with the usage you make with your phone? How much are you able to control it without it controlling you? Because when we start to see as our phones a way to acknowledge whether we are using it or it to acknowledge it using us, we're able to see that it can really have a lot and lots of benefits. I mean, there are tons of positive sides to a smartphone which i can't even start talking about because i you would be overwhelmed i would be overwhelmed there are so many like applications so many great things happening around social media so many great things you could learn from your algorithms on tiktok you could learn finances real estate stock market what not things we never knew before productivity tips habit building gratitude manifestation this podcast everything falls within your smartphone but what makes a difference is if you are smarter than your smartphone or is your smartphone smarter than you in the sense that you're just a pr customer we could be on the either side of our phones either we could be the consumer who gets fooled by those who are selling to us on social media all the facebook advertisements you see from businesses all the different posts that you see all the different products that you see either we could be on the receiving end of the social media and our smartphones or we could be on the smart giving end of it we could very easily and very smartly use it to our advantage so imagine everything that is possible if we learn how to be smart so first of all i want to talk about why this addiction pandemic started or where is this coming from like i'm not going to go into the history or the facts and the figures of things like eh, like 10 years ago some guy invented this blah 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 nope i'm going to talk about why our human motion emotions fall apart or fail when it comes to our smartphones even if you're trying so hard i know you're trying i know you subconsciously know that you need to quit your phone you need to be on your screen less you need to reduce your screen time even after having all those thoughts consciously thinking those thoughts you're still not able to control your addiction so first of all one of the underlying reasons why we human beings are so addicted to our screens is because it's a very easy escape to the real world from the real world around us because it can be so hard to face the reality sometimes and it's not that you're living in a bubble or you're living in your own protected bubble of social media and smartphone where everything looks pretty and nice it's not just that it is also the fact that things on the outside in this world are not as simple 
as they should be anymore. The world is getting overloaded with information. There's so many things going around, so many things that we would like to learn that we don't know about, so many complicated human emotions and relationships and friendships that are just simply requiring so much attention from us that we would rather not pay any attention to it at all. Even the pandemic has been very, very overwhelming. And of course, it's not easy to face all of that, to stand there with your own thoughts and understand and have a filter of what do I honestly feel about this topic or this issue or that issue. It's hard to form our opinions about the real world and that simply creates this um, kind of like a fear that I don't want to be around the real world. I don't want to be talking to real people because it's so hard to keep up with conversations in real life. It's so hard to look at a human being in their eyes and know they could still be lying to you. All those things are real. And that is the real world that social media allows us to escape. As soon as we step into the phones and step into the different applications, whether it's a game application, it could be make your own burger kind of a game for all I care. All of that is a very easy escape from looking at the world around us, from looking, from putting up a mirror against the world and seeing what is really going on, or putting up a mirror against our faces and seeing really what's going on with our body, with our health, with our mind, with our souls. We find it much easier to put a screen in front of our hand, put a screen in front of the world, to see the advertisements and the products and images of perfectionism and a picture pretty world with no problems in it or if there are problems you feel like you're a special person for taking stand for the problems in the world so that is the number one reason why we tend to turn our faces towards social media because we want an easy escape from the real world and this could this could definitely be a harsh truth because it does sound pretty rude per se that we We're not cowards, by the way, but we are turning our back to the real world and we're going towards something easier. So don't take it hard on yourself because this is the 99% of the world, which means pretty much everyone around you is probably just as addicted or more addicted than you are to social media. So we do want to escape the real feelings and the reality and we would rather be... um, shocked so there was a study which said that human beings would rather receive a shock which is like an electric shock of thousand volts or something than spend time with their feelings alone so rather than spending our time thinking about how we feel about things how our life is going thinking about ourselves and being mindful about our current moment even like spending some time with our own thoughts human beings would prefer being shocked over which is just beyond my belief because we have become so dependent upon screens or external pleasures and entertainment that it has become impossible for us to look internally and to reflect upon ourselves and the second reason why it's so easy to get addicted is because it makes us feel unique I mean, this could easily be denied, but social media, this is a fact. I have 
studied how the algorithm works i have been on the coding side of things i've been on the designing side of things i understand how algorithms work because that is my sideline but what i'm trying to get at is social media and applications are designed in a way that they're customized and personalized to our likes and dislikes so whether it's an algorithm whether it's your instagram you'll start noticing those feed those posts are very customized to what kind of stuff do you want to be doing what kind of stuff are you looking for on the internet your shopping carts as soon as you go shop for nike shoes your whole damn gmail account is filled with it your whole damn facebook wall is posted with maybe you could buy this shoes maybe you could buy this shoes and what that feels like is very special. Oh, I wanted shoes and here it is. Social media, whatever it is, is offering me so many options. And that is just a very small and kind of irrelevant example, to be honest. But what I'm saying is that our phones have a very special way to make us feel special and unique because it learns things about us that we feel like no one else knows and it shows us exactly those things that we like and dislike and it makes us feel special because it's customized in fact in business if you go look it up the most successful products are those ones that can make people feel significant or unique whether it's a clothing brand which allows you to embroider your name on it whether it's a mug that allows you to print your name on it and put your picture up on it anything that is out there is much more successful if it allows you to feel significant and it allows you to make it makes you feel unique so that is exactly what our smartphones are so good at doing at they are able to make us feel unique and this is one by the way this is one of the core human needs pointed out by tony robbins so there are six core human needs um I'm just going to list it out and I'm going to tell you why significance is one of the most important ones for our generation. So the first one is certainty. Certainty means that you want to have certain level of assurance and you could like certain sort of like assurance in your life in any terms. The second one is actually the opposite. It says uncertainty. The want for the unknown surprises and ventures and everything like that the third one is a significance um need which says that the feeling that we want of being unique important special or needed the next one the fourth need is called connection or love so it's a strong feeling of closeness or union with someone or something could be our parents could be our friends could be our siblings could be anyone in this world so that's connection and love the fifth human need is growth so an expansion of capacity capability or understanding we're trying to grow that is a human need it is very hard for us to stay static or in one place the sixth one is contribution a lot of us are driven by how well are we doing for the society how are we serving the society so a sense of service and focus on helping giving to and supporting others is what contribution is so the reason why i just listed out these six human needs is because every single human being has these six needs but just in a different amount of level and priorities so for me my biggest top human need could be growth 
and the second one could be significance so all my actions will be growth oriented sort of like trying to learn new things trying to talk to new people trying new things out and becoming curious so that is my me serving my need to grow right my me serving my value to grow the second one for me is significance so i feel very good about myself when i feel like i'm significant or important or even needed whether it is by people whether it's by my job whether it's through my work i make sure that i feel needed it's not like someone can tell me anushka you can leave the room i don't care that would personally hurt me a lot because one of my human needs core human needs is significance right so i make sure at my job i'm performing at my best so that i can feel like i'm significantly contributing to the team's success so the reason why i just talked about the six human needs or even what my most important need is is because each human being like all of us have priorities or things we value like needs we value right so for you or in fact for everyone significance turns out to be the core need for pretty much everyone and our addiction to our screens is our need to feel significant and connected mag- manifesting itself through hours of unproductivity that does not only ruin the hours we spend on the screen but the time after it as well so what i mean is that it's not just that you're spending 6 hours on your screen you're also wasting the time before it and after it let me explain how so and and another thing before i forget i do understand that it's not like 6 hours in one go it could be that you were studying and then you needed a break from your studying and you took your phone up for 30 minutes but it somehow turned into 2 hours and similarly different different situations all adding up to 6 hours of screen time in a day now that is a very important information because the fact that we pick up our phones on different intervals of the day actually has worse impacts than us ha- picking up our phone for 6 hours and just being done with it because psychologically speaking from the book the one thing every task that we do we leave a little bit of our attention and mind to the task so our distraction or attention span per se has a kind of like um residue so every time we do a task let's say even if it's me drinking water a little bit of my attention residue is left into that task so if you pick up your phone and you check your email for even a minute you are losing 23 minutes of attention span so if you're working and you have a good flow going on and you suddenly feel like oh wait my phone just blinked and i think there's an email i need to respond to it will only take a quick minute i just need to tell jess okay accept it i'll be there something like that okay i don't even know who jess is just an example guys <laughs> and then you get back to work and suddenly you're back to square one starting from scratch starting from zero you don't even remember what you were working on and maybe this is not that intense for you i understand you're not going to completely forget but psychologically do read the book the one thing by the way it takes 23 minutes to get our attention back and all of that added up you're not just losing 6 hours of screen time you're probably losing 10 hours your day to distractions so it is absolutely killing your identity and i 
do understand that this could be a conclusion that I'm reaching and it is not something that you believe in or agree with. But when something, when we allow something to take away 10 hours of our day, out of which, out of 24 hours, where eight hours we're sleeping, two hours you're eating, 10 hours of distraction. What happens is 20 hours gone, four hours of work a day, and probably out of that you have your friends, your family, you have whatever. It definitely has the power of our minds to take away from our identity. So the distraction pandemic is serious and it's not just that it makes us procrastinate or distracted. It does have the power to make us forget who we truly are and who we truly can be. What is our true potential if we did have those two hours a day? And this is me talking the bare minimum amount of time people spend on their screen two hours a day which adds up to six hours six years of your lifetime it is of course killing who we truly can be and what our true potential is because we think it's an easy escape from emotions feelings responsibilities and whenever we want or feel like it we can indulge in the negativity and emotions of others and the one major downfall out of all of this is that Oftentimes, instead of feeding us positive news or what is going on in the world which is positive, we are fed negativity, whether it's through people's posts, whether it's through news, whether it's through any XYZ meme that we look at. We human beings find it easy to connect with others by feeling the emotion the other person is feeling so as soon as you look at something negative even if it's a person falling off a cliff and it becoming a meme because it looks funny we humans reflect or understand feelings by reflecting them or thinking about how it will feel on our own body and that is how feelings are felt by the way and every time we hear some negative or sad news we end up making ourselves a little bit sadder or more negative just because we spent that energy reflecting that emotion that we wanted to understand through social media or your smartphone and as soon as we pick up on that negativity we allow our identities to be shifted and turned and twisted into whatever it is that is being fed to us so slowly and slowly we start becoming disconnected from ourselves because there is no space left for us to acknowledge our own thoughts or consciousness because we're so indulged into the thoughts of others or into whatever we're reading or coming across so all the focus is on others and how others are doing and being completely mindless so there's no space for our intuition or inner self to speak to you and to present its case to you and this is pretty crazy because it's like i am concerned about what you're doing and in turn you're concerned about what i'm doing and in that both of us are lost for our own identities you might be picking up on mine and i might be picking up on yours and we might as well be mixed up and all of our identities might all almost are like a mix of each other's right so we are picking up bits and pieces of others identities because someone looks good and happy in a certain outfit and we think that maybe dressing up that way or having that haircut or having that body figure looking like them or doing something like them could make us feel happy and suddenly we have this new goal where we think we could reflect that happiness in our own bodies if we had what they did now we slowly start longing for, or for looking or feeling that 
way the other person does and that starts cultivating insecurity whereas we were perfectly secure beings that insecurity is created so maybe insecurity wasn't one of your personality traits and it did become it just because of the extra exposure you got to someone else's life and we feel lazy because laziness becomes one of our default modes because uh, i mean smartphones have a very very interesting way to make us unproductive and you start defining yourself as a lazy being whereas that is not true at all you might be interested in something that might get you out of bed but we are unable to explore those interests just because we're so indulged in being lazy and we even think that we have adhd because we think like we can't focus we're distracted but it's not your fault i mean the smartphones have been designed this way but it's very easy for us to pull ourselves out of that through our acknowledgement so there we go those are the main problems with well, not even problems but the challenges because problems are a little bit hard to solve but challenges can be overcome through strategic thinking and strategic planning so one of the most important things for being smarter than your smartphone is making sure that it does not take away from your personal definition of joy or fulfillment what that means is that looking at what happiness looks like to every single being whether it's through a slice of pizza or it's dessert or it's music or it's partying or it's friends or it's clubbing or it's reading whatever activity people are putting up on their social medias to present what joy and fulfillment looks like to them that very well has the power to kill what joy and fulfillment looks like to us we forget what that definition is for us for me it is working out for you it could be something very different so please sit with yourself and try to reflect upon what is joy and fulfillment to you outside or what joy and fulfillment looks like to the society it could even be just staring at the freaking tree it could be anything but people don't post that and we get so caught up in the idea of oh well if this is making them happy this might make me happy too so maybe let me go try it out so we start operating out of this place of sort of an ego because we don't know it yet like we don't completely know what the other person is doing but we want to feed our own identity okay so i think i've talked enough about what the issue is and why is it the way it is now the next thing is of course how do i overcome it and in personal life i did notice this like pattern where i was going through the same thing as to spending more than seven hours a day on my screen just scrolling on social media doing pretty much nothing productive with it and maybe the maximum i did productive with it was go on linkedin talk to a few people or save a few jobs okay so that was a maximum level of productivity i reached with my phone so the first thing i started practicing is because we need to start small because eight hours a day is a lot so completely coming down to zero is next to impossible and not even healthy so the first thing is starting small the way i started out in my own way was implying something called the 90 60 60 30 rule what that means is that the first 90 minutes of your day 
you do not touch any sort of screen whether it's your laptop whether it's your ipad whether it's your phone so no interaction with the outside world it could be your family but with the screen for 90 minutes after waking up at least 90 minutes this is because our morning energy our energy in the morning is very very pure whatever we feed our feed our brains in the morning is what gets manifested or implemented throughout the day so if you pick up your phone the first thing in your morning and you look at some kind of a disheartening news or a message that saddens you or a message that makes you happy but triggers some sort of memory you know all that has a very, very strong impact on your personality and identity. And we do not want someone else's messages having the power to shape up who you are. So the first 90 minutes, here are a few things that I like to do with my um, morning schedule, my morning routine, is I like to plan out my day, set my intentions for the day as to how would I like to spend my day doing or what I would like to spend my day doing, go spend time with my family. I do need, like to have breakfast with my father, so I make sure I do that in the first 90 minutes i read a book maybe you could do some yoga maybe you could go for a walk maybe you could do anything else that you don't get time to do during your whole day but the point is that allow the day to start before your phone takes over and influences how you feel about your day don't let it make that decision for you the next part of the 90 60 30 rule is the 60 minutes during the day during the day whether it's 12 to 1 p.m or whatever time you like to pick find some quiet time to yourself where you're not surrounded by screens at all okay which will act as your strategic time block during this time you're by your own thoughts you could strategize for your future your goals your habits what is it that you're building towards how do you want to grow so use that 60 minutes of strategic time block and even if not something useful just make sure it's nothing negative so always think of situations as either it's adding towards something or i make sure it's not taking away from something either we stay neutral or we become like we add towards our future just make sure it's not an action that is taking away from a healthy future so those 60 minutes could be just you sitting you taking a nap anything that helps you take a break from the day and all the hustle bustle around you and the third part of it as you might have guessed it is 30 minutes before bed so spend 30 minutes before bedtime to yourself and thanking the day or doing whatever you think will help you end the night the right way away from your screen because those waves those blue waves they do have a very strong impact on our brain and if we allow it to touch us before we go to sleep it slowly slowly starts killing our brain cells and i do mean this in a literal sense of way in the most scientific definition possible the waves from your screen at night right before bed do kill your brain cells so it is making you less smart slowly slowly and for sure so 90 60 30 rule first thing second thing is being smarter than our smartphones so using technology to our advantage and not letting it fool us so maybe like you could teach your algorithm who do you want to be in five years from now not who you are right now but maybe let's say i am right now wanting to be an entrepreneur i like and follow pages related to entrepreneurship because now i've trained my algorithm to show me quotes and things that are relevant to who i'm trying to become instead of who i have been or who i am right 
The next thing is being strategic and mindful about what kind of content am I engaging with? What kind of content am I letting inside my mind and in my personality? Is it feeding my goals? If I want to be someone who's working on my health, I want to make sure I'm taking in the right content. It's not that I'm spending three hours a day at the gym and then I go look at my phone and I see pizza and cakes or whatever filled up on my screen. Those are conflicting identities. My phone could very well kill my motivation to go to the gym just because I decided to look at it. So making sure that our phones feed the same identity, our real lives are feeding. So becoming mindful of what kind of content are we consuming? And is it contributing to our future? So play around with the algorithm, man, because there's so much freedom that we could do anything we want with it, right? And there are so many features and applications that support our growth as well because there are amazing individuals out there who think about all these things and let's all be grateful for it for a second even your iphone has a setting which is called the downtime which means that like for me personally i have the downtime on from 9 30 p.m to 8 a.m that means all my screen all my applications are turned off the notification me opening it everything else like the like the apps are kind of logged from 9.30 p.m. to 8 a.m. So I, I can unlock them, but that does require a little bit of an extra effort. So I would rather not. And iPhone feature that lets you set up the time window during which all of your apps will be shut down is something that I think is very, very useful and impactful if you use it the right way. This could be feeding your 90, 60, 30 window if you tend to forget about it, it could very well do that for you. So you don't need to keep it in your mind and remember your phone can do that for you by itself. But if you are smarter than it and you use it to your advantage. The second one is set up screen time notifications um, and go check it out often. Screen time notifications are where it tells you how much time you have spent on your screen. So for me, this was one of the biggest wake up calls where um, when iPhone first enrolled this new feature, I set up the um, screen time notification thing. And then every Sunday, I would get this weekly report of how much time I've spent on average every single day. And I started getting like seven hours and six hours. And at the minimum, it would hit like four hours. And this just shocked me beyond my belief. It was like this wake up call because even if we might be doing it, but we need something external to ping us and tell us like, hey, this is what you're doing with your day. Wake up right now. So setting up screen time notifications will help you, will act as a wake up call that this time could very well be used and put to something else which is meaningful. There are also multiple Google Chrome extensions that could help support your growth. First of all is the... Um, Chrome extension called Deprocrastinate, which allows you to block off all the unproductive websites. So for me, sometimes when work starts to get heavy, I like to go to my email account and I like to check my emails because that allows me to take a break. But it is definitely a big distraction too. So setting up Deprocrastinate and telling it to block off my emails for a certain amount of period, it allows me to you know, lock off that time. It locks away all the unproductive websites and makes me focus on my work. The second um, Google Chrome extension I would recommend would be, it's, it's literally called Remove YouTube Recommendations. So it literally makes your YouTube feed blank because a lot of the times you'll go to YouTube to put up some kind of focus music and it 
ends up doing exactly the opposite. It will show you like hundreds of recommendations and there you will be in your YouTube loop looking at things that you want to be looking at because it's learned so much about you. So remove YouTube recommendation literally removes all sorts of suggestions that the algorithm is making you and allows you to pick and choose for yourself what you want to be watching instead of being suggested by a third-party application and for me personally i always keep the silent mode or the do not disturb mode on on my phone because every time the notification sound pings or the screen blinks we do have a very short attention span our mind straight up looks at the screen and that again takes away 23 minutes of our day so i would recommend putting on silent mode just so you're not disturbed by the notification or the sound or the look of it so those are my tips, tools, and techniques for being smarter than your smartphone. It is up to you to use them to your benefit. And thank you so much for listening in. I'm grateful to have your presence with me because you're what makes this podcast so special and so unique. Thank you, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing your time and energy with the Unique You Podcast. I'm grateful to have been a part of your day. Hopefully what I shared with you today will not only resonate with you, but will also help you on the journey we share to help others escape their unnecessary suffering. If this episode did help you today, then be sure to share it with someone else you know will need it. That mission you and I share will only be achieved when we share with others what has helped us. I hope I can help you further in creating a wholesome life after graduation and make your transition into adulthood smoother. You can always find me at A-O-N-U-S-H-K-A at mystinct.com. That is M-I-S-T-I-N-C-T dot com. Or sign up for the free summit we have coming up called the Blueprint for Life After College Summit. And this is your complete guide to a wholesome life. So I hope to see you in the summit and you can find it on my website m-i-s-t-i-n-c-t again dot com so it's mystinct.com i hope to see you there my friend take care